0: Into the oh my me, listen to this. It's Tuesday, the 25th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and Shayna Kids start going back to school. I've got a, uh, a lad that starts in high school this year. Of course, his sister's already well into high school, and the little guy goes back to fourth class. But it meant a big visit to Office Works yesterday, and I tell you what, the lineup to pay was like going to a rolling stones concert obviously everyone with the with the same idea i think
1: we've still got to get a couple of shoes and bibs and bobs but it's quite a process mate it's a massive process you get through the festive season then all the costs of christmas come in and all of a sudden end of january you're forking out 400 bucks for school shoes and books and pens and and calculators mate it the costs never end but uh they're almost back at school timmy come on we're almost there, buddy. Yeah, and the next cost uh, is uh, the personal trainer to try and get rid of the eight extra kilos that
0: you've popped on. I, I know I'm speaking for myself here at the moment. Boy, oh boy, I'm uh, fading away to a block of flats over here. Now, we have a wonderful charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation, who raise funds for important cancer research. It's a fantastic charity. There are some amazing things to buy from the auction, including a cricket clinic with the goat himself, the Test Cricket Superstar. Off-spinning legend Nathan Lyon. Just go to Afternoonsport.com forward slash auction for all of the items. There's some beautiful stuff there. Now, on today's show, Alex Demonor, he went so well. And then the final hurdle, he got outclassed, didn't he? Uh, The doubles. What about the doubles? Kyrios and Kokonakis. And we're going to have a bit of a look at a remarkable day in the NFL yesterday. So or he, he was so good in in the previous matches and, and at times good uh, in yesterday's match, but just outclassed in the end, wasn't he, Sean?
1: Yeah, pretty much outclassed by Yannick Sinner. 7-6, 6-3, 6-4, losing in, in three straight sets. Um, I think he's a bit overawed by, by the situation. There was a lot more unforced errors, which is not really normally part of his game. But uh, Jim Currier sort of he called out at one stage, you know, you can't do that. After a 20-shot rally where Dimino finally hit the winning shot down the, down the sideline, um, he followed up with a real aggressive um, return straight into the net. And uh, he said after you perform a 20 uh, set rally like that and win the point you've got to follow up with a better return he didn't do that so maybe this is a situation got the better of him but he'll be better for this experience
0: yeah absolutely he, he's still young isn't he he's still young he's yep. he's developing he's he's getting bigger so yeah uh, we'll continue to watch the Alex Demon all story talking about big Curios and Kokanakis now these guys well they played tennis together as juniors and they seem uh, like simpatico on the tennis court don't they because they're great mates off it and and they're into a quarterfinal today, and they're upsetting some uh, some big-seated uh, doubles players. and uh, And their cocky nature, pardon the pun, is getting
1: a few offside, but they're certainly crowd favourites. They're definitely crowd favourites, uh, and they're performing well. It's it's good to see that they're really enjoying their tennis. And I think if there's one sort of uh, uh, negative you could you'd normally say about Nick Curris in particular is that you know, the way he carries on, on the court and it's all negative. But playing with his mate there, Cock he's uh he seems to really want to lift for him, which is really really good. I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, playing with your best mate or um, you know having a good time with with, with catching up with an old mate for a drink. But uh, look, I, I think that uh, they'll go well because individually, as as singles players, they're very very good, and they seem to be playing good as doubles partners as well. Tell you what, the money's good. The money's off its head, isn't it? Like to to
0: make yeah. the quarterfinals of the doubles, I think it's one hundred and twenty three thousand. You couple that into even making the second round of the singles draw and it's like I don't know, I'm just pulling this figure off, but I think it's like late $60,000, $70,000. There's huge amounts of money um, for continuing to progress at the Australian Open. Now, um, look, it was a, a tough night for seeded players last night and Ash Barty, well, the draw looks like it's opening up for her completely, doesn't it, with the, some of the real big guns out and she, she's on court
1: today again. She is, mate. She takes on Pagula, uh, which is a pretty relatively unknown um, player. So, look, she's just in a real rule, rule zone at the moment playing really, really well, moving the players around the court. That was a big win for her last uh, last round. Um, so she'll go in this round favourite again. But, um, yeah, looking the goods, Ash Barty, that's for sure. Yeah, and lots of those superstars
0: uh, falling by the wayside. I I really think she looks good. Dare um, uh, I say it in sporting terms, the only one that can beat Ash Barty at the moment is probably Ash Barty. Now, looking at the world game, uh, this is interesting. They've got a tough old uh, assignment, don't they? The Australian men's soccer team to make this World Cup. It becomes a a little uh, tougher without their coach Graham Arnold this week ahead of the clash with Vietnam because he, like so many Australians over the past couple of months,
1: is in ISO with covid He is, mate. He's got COVID uh, and we play, as you said, Vietnam. It's a must-win match, Timmy. And uh, Mm. so apparently uh, Graham Arnold's been coming in via (laughs) the digital format. So he's coming in via Zoom to training sessions from his hotel, I don't know whether he's going to be allowed to do that at the game itself, but uh, he's still there in spirit, as they say, but it's a it's a big, big match not to have your coach. Uh, Vietnam's a tricky little team, um, and so we're, we're going to be on our game to win this one, but uh, as I said, it's a must win for the Aussies.
0: Yeah, I think he actually comes out of isolation on the day of the game later in the week, but they're still saying that, uh, which is at Amy Park in Melbourne, they're still saying that they'd be surprised if he went because it's so close to uh, when his mm. isolation finished. So a bit of a test for them. They haven't been going um, brilliantly. And uh, as you say, it's a must when They really need uh, to pretty much get them all in the bag uh, to, to make the World Cup. That would be quite a story if they didn't. Now, the Winter Olympics on our doorstep and, and
1: China is stepping up its publicity machine. They are, Tim, because uh, you've had a... Um, a diplomatic boycott uh, by the US, UK, Canada and Australia not going along. So they decided to spend 300K with US influencers. So they're getting a number of us influencers to write three or four positive pieces about china um it's spending money on it so it's a, it's a funny sort of way it's a bit of a cash for comments sort of thing isn't it
0: yeah and look the the di- diplomatic um boycott uh from from a lot of sporting <laughs> lovers perspective is probably not a bad thing from uh, you know like so many hangers on tend to go to these games don't they so look um <laughs> yeah. look I'm looking forward to it um I I I think they'll do a great job um if you if you're just looking at the pure uh, machinery and logistics of an Olympic Games of how to look at what they've set up and you know it's uh, it's good fun it's great to watch There are sports we don't watch a lot of particularly that are you know the cross countries and, and all those other the yeah. biathlons those other kind of things that we see at the Winter Games there's plenty more to come on Afternoon Sport we're going to talk NRL NFL and Cricket Now this Steve Smith thing with the Sydney Sixers, it's a, just a, it's a mess, isn't it? It's a, it's a real mess. They obviously play the Strikers um, tomorrow to see if they
1: can get a spot in the final against the Scorchers. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fiasco, really. It has been a fiasco, and I think it will change uh, the way this is done in the future uh, with Cricket Australia with their contracted players. Steve Smith wasn't part of the initial um, or the official replacement pool. Uh, Mm. So Daniel Hughes is out to injury. Jack and and Mickey Edwards both with COVID. Um, But because he wasn't named, he's not allowed to play. So they're sort of saying in the future they're going to line every contracted Cricket Australia uh, player to a a franchise. Um, And then... In these situations, I'll be allowed to play no matter what. So that just makes sense to me because Steve Smith's played 11 years for the Sixers. It's a bit silly that he can't come in and play for this match. And he said he's happy to do it for free um, and not be paid. But uh, under Creed Australia rules, he's not allowed to do it. Yeah, the highest-profile cricketer in Australia yeah, and
0: one of the highest-profile cricketers in the world. you think it might help your franchise and your sport mm. just a little bit if you've got him playing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it just it makes Pretty zero dumb. sense to me. Now, uh, Glenn Maxwell, look, we saw him score that remarkable,
1: record-breaking 100 the other day, and he got snubbed for the team of the tournament. Yeah, you've got to have him in your team, don't you? Um, I know it's a, it's a bit of a makeshift team, but um he look he's in 13 matches he scored 468 runs and was the third highest run scorer and it's not don't forget that catch that he took tim mm. and also he scored the highest score ever in the BBL 154 not out Yeah, I would have had him in my team no matter what. Even before he scored that 154, I'd have Glenn Maxwell in my team.
0: Absolutely. Now, over the course of time, of course, you played with Campbelltown, Mossman, (laughs) played a lot of great cricket. You
1: must have seen some meltdowns, but this is a (laughs) ripper out of Melbourne. (laughs) This local cricketer playing for Camberwell was bowing to a guy who was on 236 of 74 balls, Mm. and you just see the edge go, and then you hear him yell out, No, every week, every week. (laughs) I played it with a me of these bowlers from Matty Mad Martin Man at Campbelltown to Nick Grover at Mossman to to Kenny McLeod at Campbelltown. <laughs> they were always abusing not only the fielders but themselves. It was always funny to watch, and uh, yeah, that brought back some good old memories of uh, players losing it on the field. Yeah, sounds like me in a bunker on a golf course. I, I grew up at Woodville <laughs> Golf Course, and there's no bunkers, so I uh, I
0: still struggle. I four shots in, I do a war dance. It's 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 a sight to behold. Now Dylan <laughs> D- Dylan Edwards has re-signed with with Penrith and uh he's a classy player had a really good game in the grand final um he's a no nonsense
1: uh, fullback and um yeah it makes a lot of sense that they they would resign him yeah two year contract he's the hard soul isn't he of that of that Penrith team just both um um as a player and also as a bit of a um a personality within that group um is a real solid Solid guy, hard trainer, um, and a really good signing from the Penrith Panthers there.
0: What about in the NBA? Um, Kick him out. There's a player who uh, they
1: don't want there anymore, or many don't. There's a guy called Grayson Allen, and he has a bit of a history of tripping, and he's just done it again where a player goes up for for a slam dunk or for a a layup, and he undercuts them, so he gets underneath their body, takes Mm. their feet out. It is seriously. The guy landed on his wrist. He could break his wrist. Um, he could do his knee, he can do his ankle. It's just silly and you can't be doing that. And he's got a history of this. Um, he's better watch himself because they will kick him out. You've got two fouls for this particular undercut. And he was taken straight off the court. So, yeah, he's got to stop doing this, that's for sure. Yeah, once you get a reputation, you get a reputation, don't you?
0: Now, uh, mm. Charles Barclay was an enforcer, wasn't he, when he was on the court? He's now uh, quite a media superstar, but he's he's gone viral on social media because uh, people found him licking his glasses uh, hard to watch. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, it's, that's it's not it's a probably, euphemism. It's, yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's, yeah, no, exactly. It's bum- Not what I'd not what I'd particularly do, but the uh, the lens caught him, uh, you know, smack bang licking his glasses. Uh, Surely there were some wet ones just to the side or something else he could have used. Yeah, he was
1: licking at his glasses and drying them off because he couldn't see and. um So hygiene wasn't a big part of his process there. But, yes, very gross, I think. It's a bit like when golfers lick
0: their balls. They lick their golf balls, you know. I always say to them, don't do it. Well, You would
1: if you could, couldn't you?
0: (laughs) Pesticide. Pesticides on there. I wasn't even thinking that, Shane. NFL. um, Cincinnati Bengals. uh, That that was outstanding. Um, They make their first AFC Championship game in 33
1: years, and they did it in such remarkable, pulsating fashion. Well, a big nod to Shad Wicker here. He called this a few weeks ago. He mm. said the smoky Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Shad comes on Fridays with the, with the show and, uh, and called it. Um, yeah, the first time in 33 years. Joe Burrow, the quarterback, um, led the team to victory 19-16 to 16, over Tennessee, even though he was monstered by the defense. So, like, he threw 348 yards, completed 28 of 37 passes, and was sacked nine times. So he's been absolutely bashed around, but led his team into, mm. the, into the finals here. So good on him. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it'll be UFC. We spoke uh, some UFC with Luca last Friday, of course, and mm. uh, Dana White's cold snub of the heavyweight champion. Of course, uh, it was a big question as to whether Francis Nanu would win, and he did it, but uh, Dana
1: White has uh, copped some criticism. Yeah, uh, well, big time. Well, first of all, he, he beat Cyril Gain, um in a relatively sort of uneventful sort of fight, uh, but he retains his UFC heavyweight title after that, but basically the fans didn't like the way that... Uh, the the match went so it was a bit uneventful I think in all and all but he still remains as UFC heavyweight title all right
0: Um, now we mentioned earlier a a blow up from a great cricketer in Melbourne and you regaled some stories of a few bowlers that you've played with now Oak Flats I tell you what there would have been no rules at Oak
1: Flats (laughs) would they where you grew up when you you first started your cricket yeah, that's well. I used to play for the Oak Flats Rats, um, just near Shill Harbour down there on the south coast. And uh, I started my from under 10s there right through to before I left to go to Campbelltown when I was 15. Um, there's a, a fast bowler there, particularly a particular guy called Neil Terrace, who was a really good fast bowler but a pretty poor batsman. Um, and whenever he got out, a bit like McGrath, he would blow up and he'd smash his bat. But being a, I think, a council worker, he didn't have the, the funds to keep replacing his cricket bats, so he'd have an old. Tatted up, battered up cricket bat in his kit, and he'd come off. He'd put his nice cricket bat down. He'd get his old one out, and he'd, he'd start belling the change room walls with this old bat and get his frustration out, and come out and bowl <laughs> after that. So pretty, pretty smart from Neil Terrace.
0: Oh, very clever! Just get the little, uh, the special, the wooden special. They wouldn't last long, clamouring around the walls of the Oak Flat dressing room. That's it for afternoon support today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big
1: thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow for your daily dose of support. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.